touch my phone to even look at anything the fuck else, you went blank and turned into a machine. Mm. Got it. That's all right. All right. <clears throat> you ready? <laughs> ready. All right. Welcome back to Total Intervention. My name's Mike. And my name is Gator. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about a branch off of what our previous podcast was about losing rights. But today, we're going to jump completely off the cliff about felons. Felons losing their rights and never getting them back. Is it right? Is it wrong? Should they get them back? Should they not? It is what it is. Here's what I know as a blanket statement. Everybody knows this. As a, as a convicted felon, you can no longer vote. You have lost your American right as an American citizen to vote. You're unable to vote. As an American citizen, you're unable to do a lot of things as a, convic- as a convicted felon. Voting being one of the top of it of it all. I uh go ahead. I actually have a list of what of what you can't do. Okay. Let's hear it. And then we'll discuss it. Now, number nine on this list. Uh well, there's nine of them on the list. Um this this one's kinda it just makes shit more difficult for you. Um trying to find a place to live. When you apply for some of these apartments, some of these real estate agencies um, I recently moved myself and going through all these real estate agents or these property managers. Hey, we want to run a background check on you. It made it extremely difficult. Not that I have a felon, a felony, but I'm just like, it makes it, it makes it difficult for felons. Uh, but anyway, uh, um, while you were incarcerated, you cannot get this um, s- state to state. It varies, but um, they can't get financial aid. You cannot join the military. You cannot vote. You cannot serve on a jury. You cannot hold public office. You cannot bear arms. You cannot hold a passport. And my favorite on the list, you cannot become a dietitian. A dietitian. Dude, dead serious. You you cannot become a dietitian because there's a certain license that you have to get. And being a felon, you're not allowed to get that license. So as a convicted felon, if I was a convicted felon, I'm not. But if <laughs> if I was a convicted felon, I cannot tell your fat ass to lose weight. That That good old jailhouse cooking ain't coming into effect here. Got it. The extra ramen noodles and are you going to eat your fruitcake ain't going to work over here. Got it. Give me some cocktail fruit. Cocktail. Yeah. Fruit. <laughs> that's 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 a whole different that's a whole different show. <laughs> but um, if 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 you want, man, you just want to run through this list and we'll we'll take it from there. Well, here we go. I think one of the only good things about being a convicted felon, you can never serve on jury duty. Got it. I've. Let me knock on wood. Knock, knock, knock. I've never served on jury duty, but from the personnel that I have heard, jury duty sucks. They don't it, pay you. 
or they do pay you, but they don't pay you what you're missing from work if you work an hourly job, which is fine, whatever. But then again, some of your other rights are being taken away. Oh, okay, but 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 as far as the jury, when you walk down the street, you eat, sleep, and breathe with everybody else in this world with felons. Now you're the same person that convicted him. He doesn't have a right to get back up, up to to get up there on the other side. I mean, I, I I understand what you were saying. I, I know you weren't like disagree disagreeing with it, but you were like, "That's one of the good things you don't have to serve in the jury." But at the same time, there's still there's still our peer. That's one of our American duties is to serve on a jury. Yes, of that per, of that suspect's peers. And and if if you feel that a felon is going to have you know mixed views because he's been in the system, then that's that's what. The, I don't even know what to call it, the jury elimination, whatever it's called, when they set down all the jurors and then they decide, yes, we want this guy for juror number one and juror number two and it's so on. It's actually called Berdier. The, oh. the, the lawyers go to Berdier prior to the case and do the jury elimination and jury selection process. Berdier. So, so if you have a, a, a certain feeling because you've been convicted before, Look, these lawyers are going to battle it out, and you're not going to be on there anyway. And it's up and it's up to the lawyers to say yes him and no to her, and yes to yes to her and no to him. It's, that's up to the lawyers to deserve that. But as a convicted felon, you don't. That option is already wiped out of the equation as an American citizen. Already yes. gone because you convicted. You're a convicted felon. But again, but that's a blanket law. You cannot bear arms. You cannot vote. You cannot be on a jury. Hell, you cannot be a dietitian. <laughs> but, but I have. I'm going to use me because I'm on his. I'm on here. I was convicted. Let's say at the age of 18, as a felon. My whatever crime I did classified me as a felon. I served my last 30 years in jail, and I served my time. Now I'm out at the age of 18, 30. 48. 40-something years old now. <laughs> I'm 40-something years old now, hypothetically. I've served my time. I did, I did the law of the land and what the judge convicted me of and sentenced me to. But now I still don't have rights as an American citizen here in the United States of America. That's a problem to me. To me, Gator is a problem. I see they some it should not be a blanket statement. Put it that way. It shouldn't be a blanket law. Okay, what do you mean by that? Say, suppose I, as an eighteen-year-old, help sixteen. 16-year-old had so much marijuana on me that it put me into the felony category, you know? Okay. The, the what is it called? Something to distribute. You know, I had the opportunity to, to distribute. I was a drug dealer, whatever. But it was on the felony level. It wasn't a misdemeanor or anything like that. It was a felony level. And I served my 10, 15, 20 years in jail for the weed. Now that I get out, at 40 years old, now I cannot, I still cannot vote for my city councilman, my state congressman, or my president of the United States. 
I've served my time, but I don't have that right for a okay. nonviolent crime. Okay, so or, or my crime was nonviolent crime. I'm not going to say all nonviolent crime should be able to get the right back because we're talking about felons in general. Okay, so so what about a murderer? What about a sex offender? That's where it becomes into a case by case basis. Same thing with pedophiles, because you know they come out and they cannot. You cannot live within a certain amount of miles of a school or around other children. I got it, but it's not a it's not a complete blanket. Now that person that uh, was a murderer, that Ted Bundy of the nineteen seventies, for whatever reason they let him out. Yes, he should not be able to have the right to bear arms. That's where the blanket will kind of ruffle in the wind. See, and that's... but should he be allowed to vote for who his city councilman is? Who's the person that's in charge of? the sheriff for his county, he should be able to vote. No, he should not be able to be able to register a gun. He should not be able to have a gun. He should not be able to be even, be even around guns because he was a serious murderer. Okay, now, I know a lot of people will not agree with me on this. I think that if, let's say, being on a jury, let's just use that one in general. Okay, we want to give something back to the felons. Look, either you give it to all of them or you give it to none of them. You can't. I am a firm believer in that because, look, a felon is a felon is a felon. A criminal is a criminal is a criminal. Regardless of your crime, when you get out, you all have the same felon stamp. Okay. Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart, white collar crime. She told 10 of her friends to take their money out of one account, uh, out of one investment, and then invest all their money into another investment. So. White collar crime. There was no real victims. There was no real nobody hurt. Nobody scarred for life. Well, I'm sure there was because they lost all their money. But still, nonviolent crime. Martha Stewart. I'm going to use her just because she's a big name person. She told people to take their money out of here and invest their money somewhere else. She can no longer vote. She can no longer do her second amendment right of the right to bear arms. She can no longer serve on a jury for whatever reason. She's not a murderer. She didn't physically hurt anybody. She didn't tear stuff up. But as a functioning adult, you knew what you were doing before you did it. You knew it was a crime before you committed it. So you shouldn't, in my opinion, you shouldn't be given a free pass because it was nonviolent. But it's still a tried. She was tried. She was convicted. And she was served her time. Now she's back into the mainstream America with all the other good abiding citizens of America. But she still has her rights taken away. That's not right. No, no, no. I don't agree that that's right. But I'm, what I'm saying is regardless of your crime give it back to everybody you know what let's do this we have so much to jump into on this and i hate this statement so much let's agree to disagree it will save this for a later date right you say it's a crime by crime i say it's a blanket we'll roll from there um voting you cannot vote if you are a felon correct you cannot vote if you're a felon 
Um, I have a massive issue with this only because I don't think I would have as big of an issue if this wasn't happening right now. But when you take California and California wants to give the voting right to illegals, but you don't want to give it back to U.S. citizens, that's where it becomes a big issue with me. That is a big issue. That is a big issue. If you're not here in this state legally, you shouldn't be able to vote at all. Well, but but then but then my issue is they want to give them the right to vote, but not give it back to actual American citizens. That's where it pisses me off. But then that goes back to the blanket, the blanket law of felons. You cannot do this if you're a convicted felon. So that's where my Co- issue comes into that. Correct. Should have some of their rights taken, given back case by case, not blank, not a complete blanket. Because there's all kinds of different felonies out there. There's all different types of felonies out there. So it's a case-by-case basis. But then it goes back to, like, our last podcast on people's personal bias and personal feelings at that time and location. Dang it. You cannot bear arms if... But we already know. We we know if you've committed a felon. We said that a hundred times. I don't know why we keep saying it. But you cannot bear arms. So you committed a crime at the age of 18. We'll say, I don't know, aggravated assault. And then here you are, 45 years old. You just got hitched. First kid on the way. And you cannot protect your family with a weapon. For what you did 20, 30 years ago. Exactly. That that is a big issue for me, and you know when when you want to bring up certain people, let's say Ted Bundy, for example. I understand that yes, he was a murderer, yet at the same time, now being out in the public, do you think he's safe? Should he have that right to defend himself? But um, that was a good one. So hold public office. You cannot hold public office. I can believe that. A public office. I can support that. No felon should ever support or be able to able to hold a public office. I can support that. Okay, but but at the same time, everybody complains and cries about how how the system is so messed up. Who better to fix it than a felon? Put him in charge. But then again, that goes back to the other thing. As a convicted felon, you cannot be a parole officer. A parole officer is an officer of the law. Yes, I know as a felon, you cannot be a police officer. But as a parole officer, you're checking in with the the AKA the pad guy. You know, the bad guy is getting checked on by the parole officer. What better person to check on a criminal than another criminal. I know how you think because I'm a criminal and you're a criminal. So, to me, they should be able to run for public office. But as a public office, you are the leader of whatever office you're running for. I don't care if it's from Liberian to the President of the United States. You are held. Your past, present, and future actions 
have preserved that. So I can, I can, oh. I can support the. As a felon, you cannot be in a public office. Well, see, jacked up. Well, see, see, but let's say when you run for a top secret security clearance, they they check your credit, and if you have bad credit, then you can't get a, a top secret sec- uh, clearance. Now, just because I have bad credit doesn't mean I'm going to turn around and start taking money from people. Just because they're a felon doesn't mean they're going to hold a public office. I really think I'm a firm believer that they should be able to hold a public office. And if their past comes back to haunt them and it ends up biting them in the ass and the voters don't vote for them because this came out, well, then, hey, that's a chance to take, but you should still be given the opportunity. Okay. Washington, D.C., back in the 1990s, they had mayor, because Washington, D.C. is not a state, obviously. They had mayor. His name was Marion Barry. He was caught on videotape. He was caught on audio tape. He was caught on emails. He was caught on text messages, and he was caught face-to-face doing cocaine, Messing with prostitutes, embezzling money from the from I was about to say say the state of Washington D.C., but from the district of Washington D.C. or whatever the mayor of Washington D.C., the capital of the United States. Why would he be able to run for public office? Convicted, all those things I mentioned were all felonies. Are they? They are. I think soliciting a prostitute is, is a misdemeanor. Not when you're holding a whole YMC, YMCA party. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> One prostitute? Got it. That's a man that's horny as hell. 20 or 30 to service everybody in the club? Well. You're now, you're now, you're borderlining. You're walking that gray line of human trafficking. Well, he, he, he probably didn't catch that, that felon charge, man. The Look, funny he, part the funny part is he was reelected three times in a uh, row. Um let me find it here. Yeah, that's Washington DC for you. You cannot travel abroad. You cannot get a passport pretty much you're on the fucking no fly list. So again, because something I did possibly possibly not a current convicted felon possibly 20 30 years ago now i can no longer go see the real eiffel tower in paris you because you, I'm a you can felon. you cannot go on your honeymoon i can't go on a honeymoon although i reverted my entire life 20 30 years ago because i'm a convicted felon i think it should be on a case-by-case basis on what privileges and rights you get back as a convicted felon. Obviously, if you're a convicted felon of a weapons charge, yes, your right to bear arms is now over. It's done. You lost that. We'll see. Now, now take take uh, Ted Bundy, for example. He just got out, and there's a stipulation on there to where he can't leave a certain radius. And, you know, there, there was like four or five things like you can't drink alcohol. Like there, there, there was a bunch of stuff. But if you get out of prison for a felon, 
and they put you on that, look, you're not allowed to leave the state for the next five years or whatever it may be. Once that time limit is up, I think you should reinstate. Yes, you can get a passport and go wherever the hell you want. I mean, if they're a felon and a burden on your society anyway and they want to leave, let them. But it's on a case-by-case basis. You go to Paris again and do... If Ted Bundy goes to Paris and does what Ted Bundy does and did in the United States... Then that's Paris's problem now. He left us. We ain't got to deal with it again. But it's an American citizen doing some shit. So I can, I can understand certain things. It's got to be a case-by-case basis. You can't treat everybody the same way. The but way- once, once that, that uh, stipulation is removed... It's it's just like how it is now. You're still going to continue to punish these guys. But you can't do everything to everybody. So one blanket statement of no, every felon cannot vote. Okay, but every felon cannot be a dietitian. Every felon cannot. You would have to have a separate federal database of who can do what and who cannot. And nobody is willing to set that up. Okay, okay. Let's let's take it down from felons. I go to the court down here in. I'm not going to say my county because it's a podcast. Let's say I'm in Florida, Jacksonville. Florida. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm doing 80 miles an hour in a 70 miles an hour zone, so I'm 10 over the speed limit, but 80 miles an hour is reckless driving in Florida. Now go to Texas where the streets are long and straight as far as your eye can see on Highway 20 and the speed limit is 80 miles an hour and you catch somebody doing 90 miles an hour. My problem is you cannot treat everybody the same way. That doesn't really make sense. But it's just more of just because I was doing 80 in Texas and 80 in Florida situations are different. If I'm doing 80 through a school district and doing 80 on the open highway, I'm still doing 80 miles an hour, which is considered reckless driving. So you cannot treat everybody the same way. But, like, I'm, I, here's, here's my question I'm proposing to you. When we're talking about the passports and the traveling, when they get out of prison, Right now, it's across the board. No one can get one. But let's say we change it. And, okay, we're going to start issuing these things out. But you just got out of prison. You're not not allowed to leave the state for the next year. Once that ban is lifted, are we going to keep it how it is and continue to punish them? And it depends who the person is. It depends who the person is. And the judgment should, capital S-H, should reflect that. You as a felon should not be able to travel abroad for the next 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. Okay, now now, now, you with the white collar crime should not travel abroad for the next year. Now is this um, a case by case basis or a crime by crime basis? And I ask that because let's take, uh, just, just to make this easy for me, uh, Right to bear arms. Okay, so all murderers cannot ever own a weapon, but if you've embezzled, you can. Now, 
even when it comes to every murder that's that's happened, no two murders are the same, no two situations are the same. It's still a case by case basis. And to go through each individual case and decide on each individual person is almost impossible. But that's why we have judges and federal judges. That's their problem to deal with. Yes, but what about case by case but, but here's here's the problem. What about all the current felons we have right now? Not the ones just getting ready to come out of prison, but the ones that are already in society. What do you do with all them? Like that's what I'm saying. To go through everybody, it would be ridiculous. But that one convicted felon for a nonviolent crime for having, let's say, weed in Denver, Colorado. He just got out of jail. He just finished his one-year probation, halfway house, whatever else convicted felons go through. He's, he's trying to better his life. He cannot even, like you said, unable to even file for an apartment. He's got a job at, what's a grocery store name? Food Lion, Walmart, whatever. A little hourly job bullshit because he can't get a good job as a convicted felon. He He's unable to do better for his life. So he's forced to revert back to his original stuff. Because that made him money. Okay, now, now, at the same time, though, if you're the employer, would you want to know if you have a felon working for you? Yes, I would. As an employer, I would. I would, would like to know the outcome of why you're a felon. Because felony is from simple as, as easy as, which I'm going to use it again because I already said it, as easy as Martha Stewart. Uh, telling people to trade money to as far the other side to Ted Bundy that killed dozens of people, tortured people. So it has to be a case-by-case basis. One person just decided to say, hey, tell people to take the money out of here and put the money there. The other person brutally tortured and murdered people. It has to be. A, it cannot be a blanket statement. We'll see. Different. Now and that's where, and that's why we have judges. That's why we have the American due process. Okay. Now, as of 2016, there are six million felons in the country. A little over six million. That's and that's here we are three years later. So that number is up. So the question is. How do you go through six million people? The American justice system sucks. Uh, it takes yeah. months. It would take it, years. It would take, take years. Decades. And then that number just keeps growing. It's just gonna it's just gonna keep stacking on top of each other. The list never ends. Every day there's another and, felon being convicted. And that's what I'm saying. You have to you, you'd have to do it blanket either crime by crime basis or just give everybody back the right. It has to be crime by crime because going back to our beginning of the podcast is our rights being taken. Our rights being our rights being taken that shouldn't be taken, I guess is is the question. Or not taken because once you're incarcerated, when you're in jail, all your rights are gone. You're you belong to the city of the state or whatever the ward of the state, however you want to ward it. 
but once you come out and once you've completed your what is that parole probation right once you completed that rehabilitation process that the law has established <clears throat> why should you not be able to become an American citizen with all your rights again depending on your crime obviously somebody that's done a heinous crime with weapons because that's where you messed up at that's where you made your bad decision we don't want you to go back to your bad decision again now, now somebody that did a non-violent crime give me a non-violent crime I'm tired of talking about smoking weed and CBD and all this stuff like that because we're going to talk Hell. about that but that's a whole nother day <clears throat> but, I don't know I, I'm not hip on the non-violent felon crimes. Oh. I don't. I don't know. It's going to have to be a case by case process, <clears throat> and like the American Constitution is based on, every American has the right to due process. We shall all have our day in court. Now, you also cannot join the military. Should a felon be allowed to serve the country? Again, case-by-case basis. Case-by-case basis. Who's the judge, jury, and execution of that is a different story, a different topic. But... How about finding... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You you do it. I I, I was going to move on, so I want you to finish. Okay. Places... Like you said in the last podcast, Switzerland, everybody serves in the military. That's the same way with the country of Korea. When you turn, when a male turns 18, they have to serve their one to three years to their country, no matter what they're doing. A police officer, firefighter, military, you know, army, marine, air force, navy, whatever every other country has. So, as a convicted felon, once you've been tried, juried, convicted, and served your time, should you not be able to serve in the military? It all depends on your on your crime. Because there's so many different types of felonies, from violent to nonviolent. Okay, you know? I'm, I'm 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 glad you keep bringing up this. Let's let's separate. You know. Uh, on a crime by crime basis, because I, I'm going to get you to say it needs to be a blanket. I'm going to get you to say it. Mm, it <clears> cannot <throat> be a blanket. And here's why you cannot get financial aid. So you're telling me everyone should not get financial aid. Everyone should not get an education. And there it is. That's why you have to do a blanket. But I did my time as a felon in the jail system, in the public, whatever my <laughs> sentence was as a convicted felon. Now I'm now I'm trying to better myself. Let me go back to my 18 years old. I'm 18 years old and I got get, I got convicted as a felon. And let's say I served 20 years. Now I'm 38 slash 40 years old. I'm trying to better myself. Now I want to go to college, but I can't go to college because I cannot have a better job to pay for college so now i need financial aid to help me with college but i cannot get financial aid 
because I'm a convicted felon. Thus, taking me right back to selling weed on the streets. So I'm just a big revolving door. When do we stop? We when stop does- when when you say, you know what, it has to be a blanket because every single crime should be afforded the opportunity for education. Not possible. You're Ted, <laughs> you're Ted Bundy's out there. So Ted he, Bundy's, can't, you're... He, he can't go to a fucking math class now? I mean, what, what was the guy that was eating people? Uh, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Hell no. Hell no. I, I mean, I know he's dead. Rest in peace. No, rest in hell. I don't care what, where, where you rest at. You're not resting around me and mine. But anyway, the people like Jeffrey Dahmer that have those big heinous felony crimes of whatever, these cats of El Paso, Texas, that just happened in 2019, that I just want to shoot all of this certain race. I only want to kill them. No, you shouldn't have a lot of your rights taken back. Okay, but, then, but, but so, then you've so you got that girl of. So you're telling me that 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 fucking the, these Ted Bundys and Charles Mansons of the world can't go to fucking math class? No, that's I mean, exactly that's exactly what I'm saying. Because, <laughs> but then you got the girls like Martha Stewart, like, hey, let's become millionaires. Now you no longer can go to math class because you told people what to do with their money. What is it that, that, that being a murderer or being a rapist, you can't set in fucking chemistry? The problem is, is you want the government to help you after you've done these heinous crimes. See, now you're explaining it. You know, if you do these heinous BS crimes, there's nothing else we can do for you. Why are you even out to even get to this far to this discussion? I'm not sure. Well, that, ne- that needle in the arm and bullet to the head should have been done happened. So you know what? This I don't even know if this would work, but maybe it's a solution to the entire problem. Let's go ahead and recategorize some of these felons and put put them down to misdemeanors. Yes, it's we'll put it as a class A misdemeanor so you'll catch more time, but take your embezzlement, move it on down. Move it down to a misdemeanor. That way you can still go on with life. Would would oh. that be a would that be a fair fix? Oh. Recategorize what's a felon and what's not. Interesting. Interesting. I like that concept. I like it. I like it. But there are ways. And then that way you, you, you could blanket it to where, okay, you're a felon. Now you have no rights. And these are the five, you know, 10, 15, whatever crimes there is that if you commit, you get nothing back. But if you, you know, sold some dope or, you know, whatever was nonviolent, just kick it down to a misdemeanor. Oh, Mr. Mike, you are a master debater. I promise Uh, you that. I'm the masturbator. (laughs) (laughs) I am not going to say it, but you know what I need? Oh, my God. I almost want to say it. If, 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 and I, Gator, do not say if, because if my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle. But if they were to back some of those so-called nonviolent felonies, like we just described, to misdemeanors and stuff like that, then yes, I'm going to say it. Then yes, you can have a blanket. Well, see, see, then, punishments for the felonies. Then that way you could. <laughs> take out all, all the nonviolent people and then 
you know, your rapists, your, your pedophiles, your murderers, your arsonists, you know, all right, cool. All of you, you lose rights permanently. Felons will never get them back and just leave it at that. True story. Then, then, and only then can you have blanket stuff. But when you got states like Colorado that has legalized marijuana, where somebody can have up to a pound of weed in their car and it be for personal use and it's legal, but you still have people in jail on felony charges for a pound of weed just five years ago. Just kick them all down to a misdemeanor. Kick them all down to a misdemeanor. And it sucks on the U.S. justice system and the and whatever city is in Colorado to bring all those people back to court to reduce their stuff. It is what it is. Yes, that is a burden. And yes, that would cost hundreds of millions of dollars and take hundreds of years to justify or to fix and justify and stuff like that. But our podcast tonight is on should felons get their rights back? I, Gator, would say it's on a case-by-case basis on your crime. If you had a violent crime with a gun, your right to bear arms is now gone. If you had your serial rapists and murderers and pedophiles and so on and so forth, got it. I can see a lot of things wrong. Being on a jury as a convicted felon, I do believe that should be taken. I would say that is a pro, that is a pro not being able to serve on jury. But then again, as for law, I can see that. But other things, I think some of the, some of the felons, according to your felony category, should be able to be able to get your, your rights back. I.e. to vote. And the right to vote is the biggest thing. A democracy is the biggest thing in, the, in, in America. Democracy. And because Everybody's voice counts. Because I am the smartest guy on this podcast, I say, let's just recategorize what's a felon and what's a not and bring all these people back into the workforce, back into the economy, back into buying houses, Back into the military that's dying for people. And watch this country flourish. You want to end crime? Take some of those nonviolent or nonviolent ones. Bring them on down. Guess what? He, he ain't going to sell drugs no more. Now he can go get a real job. True. That's how you start. Now, that's how you start ending crime. Now he can get financial aid to go back to college. To get back in the workforce. To get back into a house to help the economy to help his community to a lot of other things. If I, if, if, if I was in front of the president right now, it would just be, Oh, that's tremendous. It's a great law. It's a great law. I'm going to put it into effect tomorrow. That's exactly what it would be. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Well, thank you for tuning in to total intervention. This is an RTF production. Gator, do you have anything? Here's what I got. It's 2019. If, to make your life better, to make your life peaceful, if one, it does not bring you peace, I'm not saying if it brings you happiness, if it does not bring you peace, if it does not make you money, 
And if it does not make you come, it's none of your business. That's how you achieve happiness within. I love it. Thanks for tuning in. Catch y'all next time.